That's fine. Hello, and welcome to Bonos Stuff. And today we are joined by the lovely Beyonce of Benefits, as uh, we've dubbed it, Cassandra Rose. Cassie, as I know her, back from Brooklyn Technical High School. <laughs> class of, do we say it? We say it. Class of one, class of 01. 20 years ago, it's our 20 year reunion this year. We don't know if we'll have an actual, it'll be virtual or what'll happen, but uh, yeah. Hey, Cassie, how are you today? Uh, feeling good. It's what, what are we, eight days into 2021? Still a lot of promise. A lot of crazy things have already <laughs> have occurred, but the, hey, the joke, here. the joke is, uh, it's actually December 38th or December 39th, <laughs> 2020 still. So it's not 2021 yet, according to some, but, um, yeah. So we are here to talk about, uh, Cassandra being, uh, a, HR benefits specialist, and maybe you want to talk a little more about what that involves and what exactly you're doing. Um, but the conversation that, that we're going to jump into a little bit uh, is the future of work and this whole work from home thing and, and what's what's that look like. And then um, from, from the combination of our fields of what can we be doing to get employees to be happier, healthier, um, and yeah, let's, let's start with, uh, though, what, tell us where you're, where are you right now? First of all, in the sure. world, uh, uh, I am actually out of New Jersey now. I never thought that would actually occur because I'm a Brooklyn <laughs> girl born and raised, but here we are in New Jersey. Love makes you do crazy things. I am a <laughs> wife, a mother and the global benefits director at a tech company. Um, I oversee benefits design and delivery for over 2,000 employees in 26 countries. So it definitely does keep me on my toes. Um, and so that's why I'm really excited to that you invited me on the show just to talk about how our worlds connect, sometimes how they collide, and how everyone who's a viewer can really learn from one, things that can just make them healthier in little incremental steps every day, and then two, how to get the best out of the benefits that are being provided at your workplace. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, speaking of what can make us better and healthier, I want you to join me for a quick deep breath. This is a new thing I'm starting. And all I want to do is have us take a big breath in through the nose and we're going to breathe out through the mouth and we're going to try to extend it as long as we can. I'm just going to go for seven seconds in and okay. seven seconds out, maybe even a few extra seconds at the end. I'm going to count I'm it. Getting ready. Yeah. So, and if you're listening, if you're live with us or if you are listening on the podcast or uh, recording you obviously I encourage you to join us for this. So are we ready to breathe? Ready. In, all right, let's go in and out and ready breathe in two three four five six seven eight We'll go eight and then breathe out <sighs> Nice and slow keep going breathe it out slow it out extend it extend the breath and boom We'll, we'll stop right there. You can breathe right, normally so again <laughs> that's So okay. Did, did you think 20 years ago when we were running around at Brooklyn Tech, we'd be on a podcast recording across the country? I'm here in California, over in Jersey, dirty Jersey, um, and talking about breathing, doing some breathing together. How, imagine that. Imagine no, that. never. But I will bring up the fact that I think in my yearbook, you wrote that if we're not married by 30, we'll just marry each other. Oh, 30. That was, that was aggressive. People usually do it. <laughs> Like 50 or what have you, but. When you're a teenager, was, you think 30 is so old. And now yeah. I'm like, I'm still a child. <laughs> so 
Um, yeah, that's funny. Thanks for sharing that. I did send you our little link there if you, if you did need it uh, in case you didn't see it on your phone. Um, moving back to this, though, uh, based on, yeah, let's talk about it. So we're recording this early January 2021. Um, and what has all the COVID work from home stuff been? Do you, you know, you're in, you're, you're a lot more in it. Um, do you see it lightening up? Is it going to depend on state by state? Like what's, what are we expecting? Is this something that a lot of companies, and this is what's interesting to me, a lot of companies have seen like, oh, we can save a lot of money on rent and leave people mm -hmm. at home and they're just as productive, if not more productive. So, um, is this work from home thing going to stay? What, tell us about it. Well, that's a lot, so I'm gonna try to take it in tranches. Um, one, I will say that Dr. Fauci is definitely the person you should be listening to. So anything I say is just my ideation of things I've heard and read. Um, so, you know, take it that way. In terms of working, I think first, okay, so let's take it back to the vaccinations, <laughs> right? So <laughs> excitingly, we were able to come up, the scientific community, the medicine community uh, was able to come up with a vaccine. And it's excellent that we're already at a stage where it's ready for deployment and in some places have been deployed. Unfortunately, due to tactical things or just a, a little bit of miscommunication, we're not where we thought we would be in January or I should say December 39th. Um, but, but there's hope, right? That by the end of this year, what 2022 is going to look like is going to be so much brighter than what 2020 or 2021 fully will look like. And that I'm excited about. And so a lot of people are like, well, you know, as an employer, what are you doing? Are you going to mandate people to do it? Are you going to, is it going to be voluntary? And I think that's employer by employer and industry by industry, to be quite honest with you, right? There's just certain industries like the medical field where doctors and nurses are strongly encouraged to take the vaccine because they're the front line. So that is a very different HR discussion than myself where I'm at a tech company where technically you could have always worked remotely, right? We had these offices and office spaces because that was one, an attraction and retention tool. Two, people are community-based. So people like to come into the office and talk and collaborate. And so we have to think, what does that look like for our people? And so the question is still out there. That's what I'll respond. Um, but what I think will become part of our cultural fabric is the same way that we think of, you know, the vaccination for the chickenpox or polio. Eventually, that's where we'll get to with this. So it may be controversial today, but for me, five to ten years from now, it'll be as simple as taking a flu shot. Um, yeah, I'll push back a little bit from a medical standpoint and say, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I don't think that because the strains are going to keep changing, and just like the flu shot, sure. it changes every year, and we're chasing kind of a moving target. Um, so, as much as I think it's vital that people do get the current, you know, we try to stop this current crazy spread of things. <laughs> um, I think it, it's it's a, it's going to be an interesting thing to see play out, and and um, yeah, I mean that's a whole different conversation. But I guess you're saying it really depends on, you know, yeah, it's past the, our, our, both of our, uh, pay grades to know <laughs> when, when things are going to return to normal, so to speak from a work standpoint. And it is, I can certainly see the industry component of it. Um, and even, even within industries, certain companies, it's, it does seem that the spread uh, the, of the current virus is, is really expedited within those kinds of, uh, cubicle spaces, you know, indoor spaces, that's how it gets spread easiest. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's something that I guess, uh, if you're in a different kind of scenario, if you have 
everyone has their own kind of closed off space, like things like that might, might be better. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, a lot of companies are adjusting and would you say that with, with the majority of companies you've worked with um, or seen that they've adapted really well and they've been able to maintain productivity or is it just hitting every industry really differently? I think when it comes to service industries, it's actually been a boon for business. Cause if you think about all the time that you spend traveling, going to client meetings, commuting, all those different elements. There's so much time that was given back. And unfortunately, in some instances, people are like, oh, that just means I can work more. And so we're starting to see a lot of burnout. Uh, for some people, they right. also had children, right? So right. how do I balance being physically at home with my child as they're trying to learn in this new environment? Um, I don't think we'll ever shift back to five days in the office again for the industries that allow it. I think this is the future um, where people might go in to collaborate on a large scale meeting or event, but most people or most organizations that can will be remote first. Hmm. Hmm. Cool. Cool. That makes sense. Very cool. So let's uh, hop over to, uh, again, with this concept that there's going to be more work from home. Every time I see WFH, by the way, the acronym, I think of Whole Foods. I don't know if that's just me, but... <laughs> It's just you. Um, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, the next question I kind of wanted to ask benefits Beyonce is <laughs> you're, are we sticking with that? We're going with that. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're going with that. All right. So is uh, the, the tie into my health and wellness space. You, you do some wellness stuff from that, from your perspective, what kind of interventions are you guys doing? Are you bringing in ergonomic specialists? Are you talking about, you know, how to set up your, your workstation at home? Was this something you guys were doing in office? Um, like I'm, I'm standing right now. Uh, you know, so I'm like, I'm over here. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm making sure that if we're talking for an hour, you know, I'm like, you might see me jumping around stretching. So that's how I know I can keep myself a little healthier. Um, yeah, but is there stuff also? So a, is there that kind of uh, whatever you want to call it, day-to-day -day stuff? And then B, which we'll jump to after, I'm going to set it up though, is um, is what are you guys looking at from, from uh, employee perspectives where I just wanted to hone in on the fact that a, a healthier employee is more likely a more productive employee, which ultimately is, is kind of the bottom line, right? So mm -hmm. start with um, the that ergonomic, like, you know, wh where does that tie in? Uh, would love to hear about that. Sure. So I feel very fortunate that my company is really in tune with well-being in that way. And at the beginning of the pandemic, when everyone was sent home, one of the first things that they did was a training on how to set your workspace up for success. A lot of people, even if you were able to work from home, you probably worked from home from a kitchen table or, you know, like your dining room, not really thinking through this is going to be my setup for a year. <laughs> and so we sent a lot of people home and they had backaches, you know, from cramped workspaces. Um, so our office management team was able to quickly create some content, uh, both videos that were easily uh, watchable um, and documentation around what you should be doing, soundscapes, you know, lighting, all these things go into elements of making you feel better. And so when we were talking about that and it was going into the spring and summer, that was one set of things because you had more light. You could go outside, you could go for a walking meeting. Now as we enter, what are we, month 200 <laughs> of being in quarantine, 
Um, and then each part of the country, each part of the world has these different elements that are at play. We have to segment out our messaging, right? If you're able to work from home, but you know the sun sets at 3 p.m., you're not gonna go for a walking meeting at four o'clock in the afternoon and we understand that so i think what we've done not think but what we've done at my company in particular is really partnered with vendors globally in different regions and ask what can we do how can we support people not just physically but mentally what mm -hmm. are some tips and tricks and tools and so we rolled out a meditation app that is free to every single employee nice. at our company we were able to expand our employee assistance program commonly referred to as eap so that way, if you're if you're feeling stressed, you can find good source material about it. You can talk to someone for free if you just need to get some stuff off your chest. Mm -hmm. um, and we that the EP is actually extended to family members. So if you have parents who are going through stuff, if you have siblings, uh, your spouse, they can also call in. Awesome. Um, and now we're actually creating well-being campaigns around how do we get people in? Like I love what you're saying about just being able to move. Um, and stretch. And because this is your passion, this is something that comes top of mind to you. For me, there were times where I think my Fitbit literally quit on me because it was like, <laughs> you just need to get up and right. do 250 steps. And I would ignore it, right? Because right. I was just like, I'll just do that in an hour. And then an yeah. hour turns into four. Right. So bringing myself back in and taking my own advice of what I tell my employees just to <laughs> take those 10 to 15 minutes, an hour to walk, to think, to move. Right. And that's going to improve your mood automatically. And my quick, uh, thing I'll throw in there is set your alarm and similar to the Fitbit. And I guess that's kind of the design, but if you're proactively saying, you know what, at the top of every hour, even if I'm, mm -hmm. on, especially if I'm on a call, that's a, I think that's an awesome way to do it, but uh, set the alarm literally either or a timer. Uh, you know, if you have the iPhone, I always set the timer on here and I'll set it to 40 minutes, 55 minutes. And when it goes off, cool. I do a one minute thing and I can even be focusing on what we're doing. And then we're going to get back to whatever it is you're doing. But if you can do that, if you do one minute every hour over the course of a workday, boom, you've gotten 10 minutes in, you know, easily. Sure. Um, and you don't need to necessarily say, I'm going to find 15 minutes because that can be the overwhelming thing. Like, oh, I got to put on like shorts or whatever, or, like walking, like whatever it is, you, you're going to keep finding excuses. So anyway, that's my quick, um, you know, if you guys haven't had something like that, uh, it's something that I tell almost every person I work with. Um, and just, again, building that stuff throughout the day is is just as uh, vital and might be as beneficial, if not more beneficial in a lot of ways to, um, to, to again, keeping your health and fitness going. So, yeah, back to uh, that. Were we done with that point? Did you have more on that? Yeah, that, I think you wrapped it up in a nice bow. Ha! Ah, bow. bow. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so the other question I have, so you mentioned uh, some of the benefits you have in your company. Uh, what do you guys do with health insurance? Are you doing annual screenings? Like, I'd love to hear a little bit about that because, again, I am uh, of the opinion that the majority of American healthcare is really broken. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you can also hear this dog screaming in the back. If that's a thing, I can close this window. You tell me if you can hear it. I can kind of hear it, but okay, I'm going to close okay. this window. Um, <laughs> that's right here. Um, but yes, aside from that, back to health insurance. Tell me what your your take on uh, health insurance. What do you guys do? Um, I am uh, again of of the, the the mindset that we have a broken system in a lot of ways. Um, and again, it sounds like the well being stuff you guys are doing is already ahead of the curve. But uh, yeah, where where are you on the health insurance side of it? Sure, I'll focus mainly on the U.S. because you know 
different countries, their social schemes or support employees in a way that we don't necessarily see in the US. And we drive a lot of vendor engagement. What that typically means is I am calling or speaking to, or someone from my team is speaking to our account manager weekly. Like what's going on? What are the COVID numbers that are coming in through our plan? We don't get information. And that's one thing I want everyone to know that your employer does not get your information. So it's protected by law, but we can know numbers. Are we seeing high numbers and instances of people being sick and what those conditions are? And pre-COVID, what I would typically do is every six months, I would sit down with the insurance company and go, what are the claims experience? What does it look like? Like, do we have a lot of people having babies? Do we have a lot of incidences of cancer? And based on those top 10 to 20 things, I would design programs, well-being programs around them. Let's catch cancer earlier. Let's make sure we're intervening and, you know, making sure we don't have premature babies by telling expecting moms, this is what you need to do. If you need bed rest, take it, right? That's more important than you working through something. And now you're in a hospital with a premature baby. And so COVID has forced everyone to be like, okay, what are we doing around preventative care in general? Because with COVID, a lot of people were scared to go to the hospital and catch it. So now we have a population that may have things that are happening in their bodies and they're not aware of. So how do we get people back out there? And um, I actually have created my own um, thing outside of work. It should be more than a thing, but really just a focus on how do I get that message out to people everywhere in the world. And through social media, mainly on Instagram, I share just tidbits and and tricks on how to get better ROI out of your benefits. And one of the things I've been focusing on this week is around preventive care. A lot of preventive care has now moved online. So you can do telehealth visits. At first I was like, I get that for, you know, the random ear ache or stomach ache or back ache, but can you really do a dental visit? (laughs) Virtually that doesn't even make sense to me, but there are a lot of things that a trained doctor's eye can pick up on and see. And so I think by moving into telemedicine and and forcing that progression through this quarantine, we're going to actually see a lot more synergy in that broken system that we had because you're able to get care faster, right? You're not getting caught up in waiting rooms and different things. You can have your appointment. It's 15 minutes. The doctor is 100% dedicated to you and they can refer you out, they can send test kits to your home, you can send things back in. And then only if you need to have some intervention or something you know, examined, examined uh, through a machine, would you actually have to go into the hospital space? And right. so I do think that we're actually at a, a tipping point, inflection point, where our healthcare system may go in the right direction, where we're getting care in a way that can hopefully, and I'm talking about from preventative care, I'm not talking about you know acute situations, but from a preventative care standpoint, if the employers are bridging that gap between an individual and the healthcare system, mm-hmm. we can drive that change. No, I love that. Um, and that's exactly uh, where we need to be going. And I agree with you. I think this, uh, all the negative that's happened in this, that is a silver lining is that mm-hmm. telehealth may be uh, pushing things in a slightly better direction, if nothing else. Um, but along those lines, my question then becomes, again, to you and your the way you guys work is, are you incentivizing any kind of fitness? I know some companies will be like, they might add in, you know, you have $100 a month for whatever gym memberships or something like that. Um, is there something like that in uh, that you guys do uh, looking at cholesterol numbers or anything like that? Again, mm-hmm. so uh, the 
yeah, I'll, I'll ask that. And I have many, many opinions. I'm going to hold back until <laughs> I set you up. Yeah. So I'm going to take it from a lot of different angles. So we were actually looking at partnering with local gyms and we've already started to do that. Some insurance companies do that just naturally through their own design, but with gyms closed globally, right? Where's that actually going to take us? So one of the things that we decided to do pre-pandemic was let's drill it down to preventative care. We want every single employee to have preventative care visits annually. And that's what we want to incentivize. We want to incentivize certain behavior because that $100 incentive that you're giving out, the person who already goes to the gym is going to benefit. Mm -hmm. The person who doesn't go to the gym will not necessarily be moved by that $100 over a year, right? right? right. They're like, I'll get to it. But if I tell you, hey, I'm going to give you swag. I'm going to give you a hoodie or a water bottle or something. If you go to the doctor, once this year. Right. Someone's like, okay, I can do that. Right. And that's what we were pushing. And that's where I actually see this thing going. Because if you're getting into the doctor's office, you're having a more comprehensive conversation than me convincing you to go work out for a few days. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that's bad. Right. But that's, right. Right. That's right. My angle. Well, the thing I want to push on there is, is um, again, so like if I was in charge or if I could, if, if we could say, hey, let's redesign this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I would be saying, Cassie, let's let's um, create a system where we can do assessments, whether it's annual or whatever. Um, and again, encourage these behaviors. And basically, that's my whole business. That's like what my passion is, uh, is, is saying, like, how do you move head to toe? Your movement literacy is going to determine so much of your longevity, how you look, feel and perform all that stuff, your physical freedom right? The ability to do stuff, to pick up your kids, to go for a run, to do whatever it is you want to do. Um, because as soon as you start having pain, now it's your popping pills to, to deal with the right. symptoms of that, uh, the, the musculoskeletal aches. Um, and as a physical therapist, a doctor of physical therapy, like my whole thing is like, if I can get you more bulletproof, more resilient, that, that to me is fitness and mm-hmm. can we measure your fitness. Now, again, fitness is very different than pre-existing conditions. However, the this is kind of the i guess the term backdoor kind of approach to saying if i can improve your fitness you're going to be more productive at work you're going to be less likely to have cancer you're going to be less likely to have diabetes so is there a system now i don't know if if uh i'm throwing out like too much but like basically i'm asking of of like does is there something like that now is it is it something that's impossible is it something that after this, you are going to brainstorm and make happen. Is it <laughs> is it something that um, can be done? And again, to me, as much as the big system, the healthcare system, which is again fantastic for dealing with your symptoms. You know, you have a, a sneezy, coffee, whatever, um, and you can go and get a pill for that. And, and the doctor wants to keep you alive and say, okay, this is like life threatening. We need to expedite mm-hmm. this. Or here, just take this. You're good. Get out of my office. Um, you know, so. Is there an in-between where we can start looking at, Cassie, uh, your physical well-being? You know, we use these terms. And again, for me, the passion or the the drive is finding the way to say, uh, and how many people are in your company, again, or that you're like kind of overseeing? A little little over 2,000. Yeah. So if I could affect 2,000 people by like just throwing in this like, hey, um, again, I'm going to teach you to breathe better. And like, it sounds mm-hmm. like you guys are doing some of that stuff with the meditation app and things like that. Um, but like, if I 
again, as a doctor of physical therapy or, and again, these are the things that I'm still struggling with of like, do I call myself a health coach? Do I call myself a fitness guru? Do I, you know, whatever, but well-being again, like has all these different avenues. And so I apologize that I've gone into these many paths, but I will let you as the true Beyonce of benefits, bring it back, make it happen, bring us back. I love this. Um, what I would say is that I think you're keying in on the next revolution in well-being. And well-being to me is the word, right? If we can get the education piece locked in, all of these other things can be supplements to it. And what I mean by that is I know that most people don't approach their health in a way that they feel confident about because this seems like this insurmountable thing. And when you go to a doctor, when you go to a health coach, when you go to someone who's within the fitness industry, you feel like you have to fit within this specific paradigm right. that does not exist. And so um, I think if we... Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, if we educate people that it is breathing for 10 minutes over a 10-hour period, it is doing you know 1% better every day, as I love your tagline is, that's not insurmountable. Right. If that is going to the doctor once a year, if that's going to the dentist once a year, that's not insurmountable. And from those little things, from those little nudges, we can build on that. We can build on people's success. But for so long, we've thought, okay, the only way for me to be healthy is if I lose 40 pounds or if I can lift 100 pounds or if I can do these things. And if I'm not hitting that, I can just stop now. And it's re gearing from an employer standpoint from a healthcare standpoint of what are the little things you can do daily, weekly, and monthly to get you on that health journey to well-being. Yeah. Yeah. I think you summed it up really well. Um, yeah. My whole thing, again, like my selfish thing is, is still to say like, I want to take every person through my screening and that's my mm -hmm. system. Um, and again, that's the, the, that's the thing where I, I totally agree on what you were saying is it's overwhelming. Um, and there's very little, um, congruence or, or agreement about, you know, these are the three things that are going to change your health the most. Again, it mm -hmm. sounds like you guys are again, way ahead of the majority of companies and the majority of the curve of the Jillian Michaels of the world, not to pick on her too much, but, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's how do we truly get to the heart of fitness and is it worth, would it be worth, how much would it be worth? That's the, I guess that's a question. And so that's what I wanted to, to, to move to next is the economics of it. And so I don't know if you have numbers on this. I've seen some different numbers. I'd be really curious to hear your um, take on it of, and I'm sure there's again, all sorts of weird statistics about this, but yeah, how much is like one week of, of you know, sick leave for a person? How much does that cost? your company is there is there a, a simple mm -hmm. way to say it? is it obviously there's different people produce a different amount of of you know uh work income, and right. so so not just income but uh you know cassie's worth you know cassie alone uh is responsible per week for a million dollars of our company's like profits um mm -hmm. so like you know whatever it is and there's people mm -hmm. that might only be worth you know, a thousand dollars a week or whatever, because th their job is wherever. But but the point is, it's not about judging it. It's about saying, um, is there an average number on that? Is there uh, a way to look at it in that sense that we can maybe mm -hmm. contextualize and fix? 
Sure. So I would just throw out things that I know from an industry average, typically your benefits package. So your private medical insurance, dental, you know, uh, disability and all that. It's about 30%. That's how we try to target it of whatever your base salary is. So someone's making $50,000 to the company, you actually cost us $65,000. And that's if you don't do anything with your healthcare. That's us just offering it to you, you being willing to pay for it, you know, subscribe to it and pay for it throughout your paycheck, but you never go to the doctor, you never go to the dentist. So here we are out millions, if not billions of dollars. If you think about every employer that covers an employee with benefits and we're spending good money <laughs> to make sure that you're healthy and you're not doing anything that right. blows our mind. We're actually a little confused. <laughs> so then if you then add on to it, the fact that we're paying for you to have all these benefits, you didn't take advantage of it. You finally enter the healthcare system, unfortunately, through some something that happens that's negative, and then you're out for an extended period of time, let's say even a month. That salary, right, that we're paying, hopefully if you have salary continuation, that salary that we're paying for an employee that's not working, we probably are paying a temp to cover the work while you recover. And then when you come back, you still have to figure out all the things that you left behind. So if you're out for a month, you're really out for two, if you think about it, just to right. get you back to where you were. Right. So then that's more millions of dollars. So right. no one is winning in this scenario. Yeah. And so what I would say to anyone who's listening, whether you are just a employee who's like, I don't do any HR, I don't do anything with well-being, I don't know what to do. My encouragement to you is use the benefits that are at your company. If there is a meditation app, download it, listen to it. If there is someone coming to give an ergonomic assessment virtually, attend that webinar, do the playback. Because the reason we're offering this is not just so that way we can check a box, is because we truly care about your health. And for the time that you're an employee with us, we wanna make sure that we're getting you to the best place forward. And then once you've done those things, if you feel there's a gap, now we can partner on how to make it better for you. And I'm a big believer, especially because I have a global remit. I work with employees who live in the US and Malaysia. There's different employee segments. What someone needs in the UK is going to look like something different than what somebody needs in Germany. Mm -hmm. And I'm fine with that, but I can't meet those needs if you're not even taking advantage of the things that we're already offering you and spending when I say millions, if not billions of dollars on <laughs> yeah. today. Right, right. Um, and that's where, again, it's it's come, comes back to me of like, and I've seen some companies try this. And again, I don't know if you guys have ever tried anything like this to your knowledge, or you've seen other companies that bring in, again, a guy like me for the physical side, at least, that's mm -hmm. gonna, again, give you that ROI. So say you paid me, just throwing this out there, hundred thousand dollars for the year. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you like where this is going? We're, 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 we're negotiating. Um, right. I should start higher, right? I should start higher, but no, but, mm -hmm. but no, <laughs> but, um, but the hundred thousand dollars is to set up a system. So say 2000 employees. Awesome. Um, I want to take all 2000 of those employees through a 21 point checkup your annual orthopedic checkup. You mentioned going to the dentist, you mentioned going to so your PCP, right? Um, the whole body, again, the PCP is only really concerned with the majority of, again, are you gonna die? Is your cholesterol right. like high? Are you at risk for cancer? All that kind of stuff. So that's one of the things where it feels like we, like my thing 
And again, this is your back pain, your knee pain, all these mm -hmm. different things, which again, we can talk about the, the economics of that, of, of the millions of dollars and time loss. And again, just the, the effect it has, even if you just have, you wake up with some back pain and you pop a Tylenol, like that's affecting your daily work, right? Um, so and again, it's hard to come up with statistics around that, but my point of bringing all that up is to say, would there be some situation like that? Are you familiar with any situations like that, that uh, again, I'm able to take all 2000 of those people through a physical screen and we can talk about and, and again, continue to and build a little bit more. Cause again, I understand the webinar thing and you're like, Hey guys of our 2000 employees or whatever, you know, only a hundred of you checked in on this webinar talking about healthy eating and, mm -hmm. and you know, and of the hundred, how many of them just have it on in the background and are actually going to sit there and take notes and, and actually have an action step on that. And again, like maybe you give out some swag. For, for the person who lost the most weight in January or whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, to really make significant change, um, like that's where I, and again, I'm not trying to sell it now, but I'm trying to like brainstorm and for the sake of the, the, the thought experiment, I guess. Are you familiar with anything that's like that? Have you guys tried anything like that? And, or are you ready to pay me $100,000 today? <laughs> um, I don't have that kind of money. And you, I you, have- You spend billion, no, but hold, hold on. No, I said the industry spends billions. Oh, I spend industry. millions. What is your the company? Industry. No, but I was, I was saying your company. <laughs> so no, we spend millions. I would, yeah. I mean, under my, my budget remit, I have over $10 million, which I'm spending in terms of, you know, just medical right. billing. And it's expensive to insure right. people in America. <laughs> right, right. Um, no, but that's what I'm, but that's what I'm saying. And look at the economics of it again. So I, obviously I'm just, so again, so I'm just, I'm being a little like jokey, whatever about it. But um, again, the physical, so. Can you put a number on your 2000 employees and how much uh, of that $10 million budget is in fact going to paying for, you know, Cassie's knee surgery that, you know, maybe mm -hmm. that ends up costing you as a company, $30,000. Mm -hmm. And now mm -hmm. we're saying if you have four people that I can help prevent the 2000, if I can help four people prevent a knee surgery and be a better cost benefit analysis um, for four people, that's going to save $30,000 in a surgery. Like, and that's just the super simple, right? Like, why wouldn't I be worth, and again, I'm not, I, I, I'm just kind of, you know, a little bit, whatever. But, yeah. but, but like, that's where, when you say I don't have that money, like I'm going to push back, I want to push back. And just for the sake of, again, the thought experiment, like wh wh where's the missing link on that? And what am I missing? Uh, like, why wouldn't you uh, go with something like that? And is it just a matter of like, no one's been able to convince you that like they can make that change and help you know four people avoid uh, knee surgeries like what where's the missing link mm -hmm. no thanks for no, that clarification no, no pressure oh no 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 I, pressure I'm not, offended. No. I'm not i'm not offended by any which way this goes so go ahead i don't always hold the purse strings uh so i work with an amazing department of finance at my job right so that's i'm like i personally do not have the money i can't just sign a check away we work in tandem on every expense that is uh, brought forward. But to your point, what you're talking about is a point solution provider. And so we work with a number of those. Um, one thing that came to mind right now is Virgin Pulse. I don't know if you've heard of it, but they have a huge well-being platform um, and they have different elements of it. So one of the things that we could do is actually take information and um, from our different vendors and bring it in. So if you did go to that annual physical, we can give you points towards that. So that goes back to your incentives. But to your point about specifically targeting, 
hey, if I brought in a physical therapist, right, and this person helped avoid two, just two knee surgeries, that could be a savings of over a hundred thousand right. dollars. So there are providers in the marketplace that will do that. But again, first it has to show up. Right. If I'm doing, if I'm hiring you and two people show, I can't force my employees to do anything. I, right. I look at every single benefit that I offer as an invitation. Right. You can get an invitation to a party and decide I'm going to go and that day just don't make it. Right. right. So we have to be mindful that if I have one employee with knee issues, I'm not going to spend 100,000 with you. But if I have, if that's one of my top 10 conditions that are coming through, I'm seeking you out because that means collectively, maybe the way that your job functions, right? I'm sure FedEx would need your services a lot faster <laughs> than Google. Right. So I think it's industry work type. And to your point now, now that we're remote first and we're all working from home, these setups, your skill set is going to come in great need. But it is our job, or I would say it's my job, my team's job to figure out how do we best make sure that what you're offering is something that our employees will receive. And so I would actually work with you on several programs. I would do something asynchronous. Hey, Bo, can you just do a 20 minute talk that we can divide up in five minute segments that we can just have on our live on our internet that if mm -hmm. someone's like, hey, I have back pain, what should I do? We can refer them to that. Right. Then I would say, all right, let's do assessments and let's do virtual assessments. What does that look like? And we right. can say, if you want to do a virtual assessment for 30 minutes, we'll cover it for an hour or for your family, you can get a discounted rate through. Right. Right, right, and right, then right. the last step would be having this huge program, which companies did. We had benefits fairs where we would bring in specialists over days. And um, one company I worked at, it was a huge pharma. I will not mention the name, but if you go on my LinkedIn, you'll see which one it is. <laughs> actually had an on-site gym with physical therapists, like people who had masters and doctorates in this. And they would have, I don't know, 106 point, almost like a, a car physical with you mm -hmm. and really walk you through health goals. So there are companies out there that will put in the time and the money. But at the end of the day, if you're not going to own your own health, I can throw in bells and whistles as much as I want to. It's not going to move the needle. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess, well, A, uh, that, so I actually almost got offered something like that to be one of those people for Philip Morris, uh, the cigarette company, right? Philip Morris. Hi, I'm on a live. Hi. My wife would like to say hi to Cassie. Oh, yep. There we go. Hey, boo. <laughs> <laughs> so good to see you. Uh, she can't hear you. I have headphones oh. on. She said, so good to see you. You too. She said, you too. Well, you can hear that. Okay. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Thanks. Didn't she's sweet. Knock or anything. She is. She's pretty good. She's another one that uh, can offer a lot of benefits for. And actually, it's interesting. Uh, a connection uh, that we made through her. So her, uh, my wife. For anyone listening, or I don't. I think you know this, Cassie. She's a sex and relationship therapist. Mm -hmm. And can uh, I follow one, her account. Yeah. There you go. So one of her connections in that space is uh, her account is sex with Dr. Jess in your face, sex with Dr. Jess. Um, and she does a whole lot of corporate stuff all, all over the world and she goes and gives talks. And yeah, at the end of the day, similar concept, like if you have a better sex life and you're happier at home, you're gonna be a better employee. And like, again, you know, what is the value of improved sex to improve productivity? So uh, yeah, that's a, that's a whole separate kind of conversation. We don't need to go down that path right now. But <laughs> I was saying, um, I, I was offered Philip Morris 
Um, and I couldn't do it because of like, this is a company selling cigarettes. And I'm like, I'm kind of into this health and fitness thing. And like, I just, mm-hmm. I don't want to keep, not that they don't deserve to be healthy also, but, and I, li- they literally would have like packs of cigarettes that they, I guess, you know, they would be giving out. And like, it was funny. I went for like a few, a few times there to check it out. And, um, yeah, that was, that was an interesting thing that I did not pursue, but. So um, what I'm hearing you say is that the company's values didn't align with your internal values. Is that. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the, um, the corporate speak for it, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, but, and I guess I, I, I haven't done enough research on structures and companies that have this kind of, you know, whatever you want to call it, a health Sherpa, um, where again, it's up to me. And I don't, I don't know if there's restrictions on this. So saying, um, you know, that, that, you know, Oh, Bo reported that, you know, let's go with Angie. I'm going to go with Angie as the employee okay. that we're using. Sure. And I'm picking on uh, one of our classmates from tech. I, I <laughs> <laughs> Just random name that came to me. Um, but yeah, let's say, uh, you know, Oh, I was working with Angie and like, you know, is, is it a question of the company being like, Oh, we can't like say, Oh, she's not doing enough stuff or, you know, she's not going to her appointment. So like we, we have to either, you know, it affects anything or is that something that I wouldn't be able to report to you? Um, if I'm her, like, again, health Sherpa, what's the, what's the structure look like? Or you're saying, I get that you can't mandate it, but is it something that when it comes time for like promotions, you could be like, well, like Angie's not doing her stuff. Um, you know, and we know that cause of Bo and, uh, you know, and, it, and it's between Angie and, uh, Marguerite. So who are we going to hire? Who are we going to promote? And Marguerite's been getting her points or whatever you're saying. There's this point system that I'm not super familiar with, but makes, I think, simple enough sense on the face of it. So if, is that what it is? It's like Marguerite's gotten a hundred points, you know, whatever wellness points or, or whatever. And, and Angie's done like 20. So we're going to, you know, because of that, she's probably going to be better for the company and cheaper for the company. Uh, all, all other metrics are like equal in terms of how much they can produce, how well they do their work all that other stuff is equal, but on the health side, um, is that something that like, where's the, what's the take on that, I guess? Sure, so I'm gonna put on my pre-law minor hat on because I'm (laughs) not a lawyer either. And all of what you just said is highly illegal. Okay. Um, Because, yeah. (laughs) Asking Um, questions. No, no, and I'm happy you bring that up because I've gotten this question a lot. I've actually had employees reach out to me and say, hey, I'm struggling with a, a certain health condition. I would love to create a support group around it. Can you give me names of other employees uh-huh, that we uh-huh. can support each other, right? Yeah. That's coming from a place of good intent. Right. But here's the problem. I'm disclosing right. your health information. And so if people are saying, so if I'm not healthy or if I have certain health conditions, I know I'll never get a promotion, uh-huh. right? Or people who are differently abled. They can't do a walking challenge, right? So they don't get promoted, and that's how it becomes a slippery slope. So mm-hmm. even though the intent is, I want to, um, I want to promote and and showcase that when people are doing the the healthy thing, as we define it, that they can go further. You're really being discriminatory towards people who may not be able to just physically, or for whatever reason they're just not able to participate. So a lot more programs are around, and that's why you'll see. Hey, you'll get a Fitbit, right? It's a, a positive incentive versus a negative, you know, carrot versus stick. Because mm-hmm. we want to make sure legally 
we're treating <laughs> everyone the same. Yeah. But then morally, what are what are you incentivizing? Because like I told you, if I'm doing a walking challenge and I myself am like, I'm not into walking, but right. I love boxing or cycling. Right, right, right. At the end of the day. Right. Well, that's where, again, it's up to like the, the, the expert in that to say, this is the system. Uh, and again, it's the 106 point inspection. So, so even somebody in a wheelchair can be, you know, they're getting assessed. And then we're mm -hmm. also talking about lifestyle factors. And that's where, again, it gets more in depth. Um, and, and this is also, I'll say, where I think a lot of companies, um, from what I've seen, by not having a more integrated and, and thought out system, and they're kind of sticking to like, well, we're just either going to cover our butts, because again, we don't want to discriminate or um, whatever it is, but they just end up with this like, okay, we're going to do this talk. Um, but there's no, mm -hmm. like the, the setup that you mentioned having like multiple PTs or whatever, and they're doing the 106 point inspection, um, like that is great. And again, that's just the physical side. But is there a way again that we can look at again the mindset the stress levels again how many times right. are you doing this um again how's your sleep even even like you know if you're sleeping better uh, again i can guarantee you're going to be a better employee and again are you now are you discriminating against somebody who has a you know a kid crying because uh, they have a newborn like you know right like, right so i get the i get the slippery slope of it all and i appreciate that that's a thing but i'm wondering if there is any solutions to Again, saying cool, like you know, uh, your 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 points are going to vary. Um, and again, mm -hmm. it's not necessarily about giving somebody a promotion instead of someone else not. Um, uh, but it's a question of in terms of the program working. And I work with a lot of uh, postpartum women. I work with prepartum women. Um, it's it's saying again, everyone has the same needs, even if they're in a wheelchair. Like they they have joints, they have uh, muscles mm -hmm. that need to be. Fit. So when we talk about fitness, again, to me, it's how much work can you do? How much, how healthy are you? Um, we, without going too far into that, but um, it's coming back to those metrics and saying, is there a system we can put together that's you know more encompassing and more likely to get buy-in? So again, to the I'm, and I, I, I'm, I feel like I'm maybe pushing myself a little too much, but in this uh, <laughs> in a theory of like. Again, so say my rate is whatever, $250 an hour. And, you know, again, for $100,000, that's 400 hours where you could say, hey, everyone in the company is allowed. And, and you, you can only sign up with Bo if you're committing to 10 hours with Bo. Mm -hmm. And 10 hours with Bo is going to theoretically get you light years ahead. Uh, but, like, you have to go through the program. And that's the only thing we as a company are willing to spend money on. So I, that's just something that came to me that, um, totally would make a lot of sense for you guys to sign up for in the next 24 hours. Uh, this is a limited time offer. No, but, but like, anyway, I, sorry, I'm just, I'm just like, I, but I do think that that's something like that. Uh, I guess the point or the question was that a longer term, a bigger, a bigger dive, because you're, mm -hmm. what I'm hearing from you and correct me if I'm wrong, is that as much as, again, you guys are putting stuff together and putting stuff out there, you don't get a lot of buy-in for whatever reason. And, and, you know, I don't know where the, the health and fitness stuff is on the uh, priority list or, or the values of the company. Um, and so, again, if you guys aren't like front and center with it, even if you're saying like, you know, uh, make sure you have your whatever quarterly reports in. I don't I don't do uh, lingo from business stuff, but um, okay. <laughs> but make sure you have your quarterly reports in. And by the way, 
this Friday, we have a call or a webinar for 20 minutes and just, you know, here's the link, um, you know, and it, it becomes this like secondary thing um, or whatever. So I don't know. I don't know if that's, there's something there of like, um, you're, is it, do you feel like you're trying to continue to find ways to improve buy-in for health and wellness and you're just limited by a number of these constraints? Is that what the, the, the main thing or, um, yeah, I guess that's the question. Yeah, sure. I would say it boils down to time. Honestly, it's first was education and then it's time. So one, I need to put in the programs to your point, right? Like if I don't have a you, I can't offer that service. Two, I need to let employees know and know again about the programs and a place that most employers fail. And I hate to use that word, but it's true is that we tell people a bunch of stuff at the beginning when you're first starting, you know, your first day, like, hey, you have to do this. These are expectations of you here, are your benefits, here's what we offer for health and wellness, good luck. Mm -hmm. And then you go into the organization and then you get hit with meetings, life, you know, a hundred emails a day. And then mm -hmm. next time someone's like, hey, we're gonna have someone coming in to talk about breathing. You're like, huh, I don't have time to breathe. Right. <laughs> I barely have time to work, right? right, right. So time. Um, and what we used to do traditionally and being in the office that I think being, again, remote first is going to shift for us is that we would just choose some random time, 12 p.m. Hey, guys, we're doing yoga in this room. Come join. Mm -hmm. And so the people who prioritize that would show up religiously. And the people who want to go aspirational like me, I'm like, oh, man, I just had this meeting or, man, I could use these 30 minutes to get prepped for the next meeting and right. just never end up going. So right. I wouldn't say that our engagement isn't great. I would say our engagement isn't consistent. Mm. And that comes back down to time. And one of the things that um, actually someone named Laura on my team is working on, it's figuring out, okay, the things that we're doing, how do we make it asynchronous? Do we make shorter sessions? Right now, if you think about it, the biggest platform that is growing by leaps and bounds is TikTok, a platform where things are no longer than 60 seconds. We can mm. no longer go back and just assume that these people on this platform that are coming into the workspace are going to be comfortable going to a one hour session about nutritional eating. Right, right, right. Meet the people where they are. And I think both that's exactly the design that you need to come up with. It is hiring someone like you to come into our organization, but being smart about how we utilize your time. So that way yeah. when I'm talking to moms, right? I, if I'm having a program around healthy babies and healthy moms, I'm gonna be like, guess what? You get an hour with a physical therapist that's trained that will help you think through prepartum, postpartum, and how to get back to yourself. Mm -hmm. That is a value that I'm willing to invest in versus, hey, Bo's gonna be here. If you happen to be pregnant, come on down. <laughs> right, right. It's positioning as well. So if you're meeting people at the time where it's relevant to them, mm -hmm at a time that they can actually attend when they don't have a child who's on a Zoom while they're on a Zoom, right? right? They can attend at 9 p.m. That changes the dynamic right there. I think you could double your engagement by just meeting people where they are. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, that's a good place to, I think, wrap it up. Uh, any other non-fitness related, health related uh, <laughs> thoughts. I mean, I, 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 that's one of the biggest takeaways that I'll re-emphasize um, from a podcast I heard you on uh, recently when I reached out and was like, oh, hey, like I heard you on this and, and that was really cool is, yeah, most people I think don't know enough about the benefits that they have available to them 
So um, spend a little bit of time, uh, whatever company you work for. And if you don't work for a company, you're about to work for a company, you're like, yeah, check and, and compare um, mm -hmm. what the benefits look like. And again, people don't realize that, yeah, if they're making $50,000, there's another $15,000 of benefits that either they're not taking advantage of or, or whatever. What's up, Kenton? Saying hi in the comments. Um, throw in some questions if you guys want, a few, few folks are, uh, on live with us. So, yeah, so that was the big thing of, of make sure, do you have anything, any, 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 or a summary on that or add addition to that? Um, I think you've covered that point well. So thank you so much for listening and being able to repeat that. That means it was learned. Uh, I would just say the cop, the, the bookend to that is if you're leaving a company, right? Mm -hmm. If you were furloughed, laid off, just remember that there's a ton of benefits that you can take with you and mm. people don't tend to do that either so if you were contributing to a 401k it may be more beneficial for you to leave it there it may be maybe more beneficial if you don't have a job to roll it out take it out you know what i mean um and financial wellness goes back into it because if you're stressed you're gonna feel it in your back it's because you're thinking about your bills right, right, right. <laughs> um if you're offered life insurance at your company that your company was paying for you can actually turn that convert it into an individual policy and a lot of people are like well why would i do that Sometimes getting life insurance, we're getting older, like we just shared. We are in the graduating <laughs> class of 2001. We're right? number one. We are number one. <laughs> um, you may have to go through a health assessment where you may not get the policy that you need to fit your lifestyle. So if you can just take the policy that you already have at hand, convert it to a group rate, so you're probably saving good money on it and take that with you, you have that life long without ever having to do that. So there's just all these little gems of things that again your company just handed to you don't leave it if you don't have to take it yeah. with you and then when you get to your new employer reassess so happy to always come back to you Bo. you see that I plugged it already in and talk more about that but I, I do believe that take care of yourself and use every tool that is possibly available to you to do that just because you don't think it works you never know Try it first, and I'll I'll be I'll be the first to admit I have a four hundred one k from a previous company that has like a thousand bucks in it that I just haven't even looked at. Should I move that into my Roth IRA? Mm -hmm. You know, does that go into my yearly contribution of the Roth IRA? Or but to me, theoretically easier to make it in one place, um, and it'll probably and grow more that way, right? So I don't know. There Not you go. I'm no expert and I wish, and again, to anyone who is a younger person than us, uh, who might be out there listening, watching, uh, please invest in your future. Um, <laughs> I wish that I, I put in a lot more money uh, 10 years ago, uh, 15 years ago, because yeah, uh, that extra little bit, uh, even $100 a month or $20 a month, whatever it is that you can you can put in there, that stuff will be a lot more valuable at 8% return or whatever per year, mm -hmm. compounding interest, if you're not familiar with that concept. Look it up. Um, roll it over to a personal floor. Who's Babina? Uh, she's class of 01. I think you sent her the link. Who's Babina? Who, who are you, Babina? She's commentating in the YouTube okay. thing. Okay, I she, see. She, here, I'll, I, can you see that one, uh, Cassie? Woo class yeah. of 01, that's oh, right. Carrie, Carrie Critchlow, Critch, Critchlow, Critch, Kurt, Kurt. Yeah, hey, Carrie. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to Z100 this morning and they were playing 2001 hits, like Will Afford, I Want to Be Bad. I was like, Ooh. Uh, what I'm not sure. Can you? I don't know what the rule of seventy-two is. Do you know what that is? 
The rule of 72. Uh, I am not a finance major. I've heard that term. All I would say is- Licensed in securities. I don't know what that is. Maybe Carrie If you need a financial counselor, definitely reach out to Carrie Critchlow. But what (laughs) I would say is my tip for 401k, to Bo's point, if you haven't been contributing, go ahead and start contributing at least to the level that your employer is matching because any percentage point that you're not contributing to theirs Mm-hmm. It's just literally money that you're throwing away. Yeah. It's free yeah. money. So take that. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't done it, invest today. Start today. Yep. Yep. The best time to start was 10 years ago. The next best time is now. Same thing with your health, wellness, fitness. Is today, are you, you going to keep saying one day or is today day one? All right. Anyway. Day one. Um, <laughs> um, all right. So I think we'll wrap it up there. We can do one big breath with me. In through the nose. Big breath out through the mouth. Big and long as you can do it. Uh, Kenton said the rate of something doubling is 72%. The rate of return. I think we we went down a financial curve. I don't know what that is. Anyway, um, (laughs) that doesn't really make sense to me. Uh, I just know that, yeah, like if you have a thousand dollars over the course of 30 years at 8% or whatever, that turns into a pretty good, pretty good, uh, amount of money. Um, and let alone if you can, um, the higher your interest rate, the faster your money grows or your interest rate. Yeah, of course. Yeah, obviously. Okay. I don't know what that has to do with seven, the number 72 though. I don't know. Anyway, comments, YouTube comments. You guys are trolls. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Cassie. You're, so I saw you're on TikTok, LinkedIn, Instagram, all as Mrs. Cassandra. Yeah. Rose? So MS, MS, Miss? Cassandra Miss. Rose. Miss, Miss, not Mrs. Miss Cassandra Rose. Oh, oh, there's the rule of 72. You divide the interest into 72. Tells you how many years it takes for your money to grow. Anyway, that's still confusing. All right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I thought we had. I thought we had it there. Um, I, I I think I kind of get it, but we'll we'll hit that. So Mrs. Cassandra Rose, she's going to inbox me and explain it to me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so they can find you there. Uh, you're on all three platforms. Pretty active. I know you're active on LinkedIn, and you saw my post on Instagram, so you're on there too. Um, yeah. Cool. Any other big takeaways before uh, we wrap up? Nope. Just listen to both. One percent every day. 1% better every day. Um, very cool. I'm doing my newsletter for the new year here. If anyone wants to sign up, uh, you can comment or below. I have a link directly for that somewhere. It'll be every Friday. It's the 3% better newsletter. Um, and that's going to be three points just to, you know, hopefully give you some value and take away there. Um, and you guys will see in a month, uh, I'll be working with Cassie's company and, uh, be a, you know, (laughs) Uh, private uh, trainer and uh, personal and health coaching and all that. Anyway, um, all right. So thank you for your time. Uh, This will be up on all podcast platforms in the next uh, 24 hours as well. Um, Yeah. Thank you again, Tech Night, Tech 01. Uh, Cool. Thank you again. And we're going to call it a day there. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye.